Located on the edge of the Gobi Desert in northwest China, the Dunhuang Mugao Caves have, over the centuries, been exposed to a lot of erosion from desert sand blown in by the wind. Many caves were damaged due to the harsh wind, but fortunately, higher up on the cliff, the effect is not so obvious, as only the strongest of winds can carry the sand up to such heights. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Cave 196 is located high up on the cliff and has been particularly well-preserved since its creation in the late Tang period. The cave is unique in having original Tang-era wooden eaves in its antechamber and provides an important reference for the study of ancient architecture. Unlike most of the other Mugao caves, it has not only preserved its original entrance hall, but also some of its statues in their original positions on the large U-shaped altar platform of the main hall. The statues of this cave are representatives of late Tang art. All the statues are taller than two meters, with the most prominent one being a bodhisattva on the north side. He looks vivid and natural, sitting on a lotus base with an easy-going gesture. His shape is round and stout, naked above the waist with only an off-the-shoulder scarf. His silk dhoti freely flows over the throne, displaying the soft and delicate nature of the textile. The massive and plump upper body is shaped realistically and accurately, but with a transcendent smile. Most of the paintings in the antechambers of other late Tang caves no longer exist, but Cave 196 is an exception. On the entire western wall, a magical world is well depicted. It is an illustration of the contest of supernatural powers. One represents right and justice and is called Sariputra, one of the Buddha's top disciples, famous for his wisdom. The other one represents the evil side and is the heretical leader Raudraksa. The two sides compete with each other by performing magic power one after another. And of course, Buddha's disciple is the final winner. Altogether, there are six rounds of the fierce contest painted on the wall. Now, let's take a look at this Dunhuang version of a street fighting video game. Ready? Go! Round one. The changeable Raudraksa turned into a mountain with springs and forests. And Sariputra turned into a mighty warrior, crushing the mountain with a magic pestle. Round two. Raudraksa turned into a poisonous dragon, throwing up waves in the sea and Sariputra turned into a golden-winged bird, flew onto the dragon's back and pecked it to death. Round three. Raudraksa turned into a big water buffalo, rushing towards Sariputra, and the latter turned into a lion, threw the buffalo down and swallowed it. Round four. 
Hodraxa turned into a big water pool as deep as the sea. And Sariputra turned into a white elephant with six teeth, sucking the pool dry with his trunk. Round five. Raudraxa turned into an evil ghost with red eyes and long teeth spurting flames from his mouth while Sariputra turned into a heavenly king. The ghost fled in terror and burned himself. Round six. Raudraxa turned into a towering tree and Sariputra turned into the god of wind blowing down the tree with strong wind. An old Chinese saying goes, everything has its vanquisher. Finally, Raudraksa was defeated, gave up his attempts and converted to Buddhism with his followers. Game over. Following this breathtaking magic battle, relaxing scenes are humorously described. The all-time winner, Sariputra, sits serenely while the heretics are preparing for their conversion and ordination. They are gargling, shampooing and cleaning their teeth with willow branches. One of them is touching his newly shaved head with one hand and looking at a mirror held in his other hand with a funny smile. Another guy is trying on the Buddhist robe but doesn't know how to wear it. These images are depicted in a very lovely, relaxing and lively way. The Tang Dynasty in China lasted for nearly 300 years. While political and economic development peaked in Chinese feudal society, so did culture and art. It is during this period that the construction of the Dunhuang Magao Grottoes reached its peak, both in quantity and quality. After the Tang regime collapsed around the year 907, China went back into another period of warring states. However, the construction of Dunhuang continued with some amazing stories to tell. Before this, the world's largest Buddhist art gallery was covered by time and sand. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and San Liang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you next time on the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast.